Hello and welcome to Reel Number 3 of The Usual's Real Reviews, where we discuss the news, rumors, and trailers of our favorite and upcoming movies. I'm your host, Will, and with me is my hetero life mate, Marshall. Hello! I'm so excited. It's the afternoon. I know it's the afternoon. We've got our frosty beverage in hand. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, you know, my usual. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, Torpedo Extra IPA from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Nice. And I'm drinking uh, Blue Moon's Belgian White Ale. From the Blue Moon Brewing Company. I like drinking during the day. I like having you a like beer in the afternoon, day drinking, watching some film, watching some football, that kind of thing. It's kind of nice. It's a nice little Sunday. Yeah. Happy Sunday, bud. Happy Sunday. <laughs> um, so, everybody sit back. Imagine you're having a frosty beverage in your favorite theater as we turn down the house lights and start the show. Boom. I'm ready. Bumper. Oh, <laughs> there's a bumper. We should put a bumper. We should put a bumper. Mm. All right. Oh, you know what it should be. Side side note. Side it note. should be whatever one you want to focus more. I can just pull a clip from it. Oh, cool. He was once the world's most famous male model. Even his looks were household names. La Tigra, Magnum, and of course, Blue Steel. But that was a long, long, long time ago. Old LeMay? Alright, so we don't have any movies that we're reviewing this week because we haven't seen any movies. Oh, no, no, you went and saw... I did see a movie. You went and saw The Peanuts. I did. I How was Peanuts. The Peanuts? Look, uh, Peanuts was fun. Uh, I had a, one of those bad movie-going experiences, though. Well, you know, when you go with a, when you go during a matinee Ugh, to a kid's movie... kid's movie is brutal. There was this kid that was right behind me, but one seat over, mm-hmm. that just kicked that seat next to me the entire time. It was brutal, but... I mean, the movie was cute. I really liked how they just, they brought in all of the old storylines. They wrapped in, in the very beginning, you know, it was very, it had the feeling of, uh, the Christmas, uh, oh. special. Then, you know, Linus had a line about the great pumpkin. And then there was a little redhead girl. And, you know, they kind of brought in all of the different aspects. Just every, like, little storyline that Peanuts had really ever done that we'd ever seen. Um, and wrapped it into one film, and it was it was a lot of fun. The kids absolutely loved it. It was, That's cool. it was really cute. So you know, animated movies would be or going to see animated movies would be fantastic if it weren't for the flipping kids. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you don't. It's it's one of those things like you don't have to go scrambling to the theater to see it. It's it would be this would be a really nice because we do you know taco movie night at my house you know and this would be a perfect film for that. It was it was a lot of fun overall. Uh, some of my favorite parts. Uh, I like what they did with the Red Baron. They oh, wrap, cool. They wrapped that up into like a little love story kind of for Snoopy um, to parallel um, Charlie, Brown's Charlie Brown's love story. Red, yeah. You know, it wasn't so much like everybody putting down Charlie all the time. It was more like he's trying to figure out where he fits in and discovering that people really actually like him. And it was and it was kind of it was kind of nice to see that because after all these years of watching these things, the poor guy could never really get a break. And and they do. Uh, you know, focus on that part, but then they they make it much more. So it was yeah. it was a good flick. I well, you know, it, it must be kind of hard being a ten year old stuck in a forty year old body. Indeed, you know, and <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my other favorite parts was when he goes to pick out something to wear, and he's just got all the yellow shirts in. It. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cute. So That's really cool. I mean, overall, it was good. Um, you know, they they put in the little dance numbers from you know the Christmas film, and you know, it, overall, it was really good, but. Movie going experience, hit or miss. 
All right, well, you know, yeah. as, long, as long as the movie was good, that's what's the most important thing. Indeed. So. And the kids liked it, and that's what's important. All right. So so that's our one movie-going experience for this episode. We'll be uh, touching on some that we will be seeing in the next couple of weeks uh, as we get to the end of the episode. But Should I give it a thumbs or a up or a, uh, a rating of any kind, or are we not doing that? We don't have to do that. Would you give it a, you know, because it was a movie, would you, opening night? Mm-hmm. Would you see it in theaters? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you wait until it's on digital? Or would you torrent it? I definitely wouldn't torrent it. This is something that I would pay. I, I Not an opening night. Right. I'd see it in the theater or... Well, you did see it in theater. Well, it's kind of a, a balance between just buying it on digitally, watching it with the family. I, that would be my recommendation. Cool. All right, what's well, good. Well, you know, it's those kids' movies are so um, repeatable. Yeah. With kids. So, you know, cost-effective-wise, that's the way to go. Exactly. All right. So let's just jump into the movie news. Um... So it looks like they're doing a Lee Daniels, the guy who did the Butler, is doing a biopic of Red uh, of Richard Pryor. So really? that should be really interesting. But it looks like they're looking at Tracy Morgan to play Red Fox. You know, as much flack as he gets sometimes, and he went through that whole health thing and stuff too. Right. Well, um, he had the, the whole diabetes thing with right. his feet, and then he had the and then he had the accident. The accident. That right. He was out for a year and a half, and he finally just hosted Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago. And the cool thing, the thing I like about Tracy Morgan, and, and I remember him, 30 Rock, I liked him in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's a good actor. Yeah. And he's a lot of fun, and I think that he would really bring something to this role, for sure. Yeah, well, plus it's right up his alley. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. a... Yeah, I mean, Red Fox is just perfect for him to play. I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, honestly, I, would, I can't remember every skit he ever played on Saturday Night Live, but I'm sure he played Red Fox at some point. Oh, I have no doubt. We could probably find that. Exactly. So, so that's cool. And, you know, every time I think of Tracy Morgan, it just, uh, it pulls me back to that story that, uh, Kevin Smith always talks about when he was filming Cop Out, which was right. such a horrible experience for him because of filming with Bruce Willis. But Tracy Morgan was just the consummate professional. And even though he's going through those issues with his foot, yeah. and it was just basically like his feet were collecting blood. Right. And he was like, you couldn't tell when he was acting, but then as soon as the scene was over, he was in a chair with his feet up with a... In pain every day. Exactly. So, you know, he's and a... double the pain working with Bruce Willis. Exactly. And and side note, Bruce Willis-wise, I told you I showed my student surrogate. Because right. we've, yeah. been, we've been talking about advancement of technology and, and mm-hmm. transferring consciousness and cyborgs and merging with technology and stuff like that. Uh, so, surrogates was really interesting to show the kids. They really liked it. Um, but every time I see Bruce Willis on the screen now, I can't shake the stories that, you know, Garmin and, and, and Smith tell. And, and he's an amazing actor, but I could not imagine trying to make that movie with him. No, I, I was watching, uh, uh, some episodes of Friends and it was yeah. when he was on there. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, he's, it's so funny. It's like he's talks so much smack about him now, but he is a brilliant comedian. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you remember him back in Moonlighting and, you know, he was funny on Friends. So oh, yeah. he does some fun. I mean, even the, the Red movies are funny. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, next bit of information. This is, it's one of those things where you are like, oh, bummer, but yay. Because <laughs> uh, it looks like Disney is scrapping plans they had been planning to do in Aladdin 4. Uh, the old bummer, but yay. Yeah. But I'm the reason <laughs> why that they're getting scrapped is what's awesome is that they were going to be doing it in Aladdin 4, and they were going to be using uh, bits that that Robin Williams had already recorded during the filming of the other oh. movies and just splicing it into the film, right? Well, it turns out that in his will, Robin Williams 
designated the fact that his likeness as the genie, uh, voice and appearance, could not be used by Disney for 25 years after his death. No way. And it's been upheld in court, so Disney is not pursuing that. Well, and is this the sole reason they're not pursuing it? Yeah, because they... Because they can't use any of his... I mean, they could recast the genie, I guess. Right. But but did he do all the little side movies, too? Uh, he, did, he didn't do the second one. But right, because I the saw that one. one. I knew it wasn't his voice. Yeah, okay, he didn't he do Return of Jafar, but he did do Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's weird forethought on his point, huh? On his part, huh? It, it's... Huh. I wonder what the reasoning behind that would be. I don't know. Maybe he just had a like, fallout with Disney we don't know about. Screw you, Disney. You know, suck on it for 25 years. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. All right, uh, uh, next bit is, you know, there's been the, you know, the wave of Disney live action movies. I mean, they did Awesome Wonderland, they're doing Through the Looking Glass, they did Maleficent, Cinderella. Uh, right now they're in production on Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. Uh, I'm excited about that, by the way. So am I. That actually looks pretty decent. Well, it looks like The Little Mermaid is getting made, but it is not by Disney. What does that it, mean? Well, because, you know, most of these movies are based on old Hans Christian Andersen stories or uh, Brothers Grimm right, stories. Okay. So they're all in the public domain. That's why Disney can make them. Right. Right. And so they're, somebody else is making a live action version of The Little Mermaid. And it's more like staying true to what the the Hans Christian Andersen one is, which is much more, much darker. Okay. But they've cast uh, uh, Chloe Moretz as the Little Mermaid. She played the girl in the Kick-Ass movies. Uh, I still haven't seen Kick-Ass. So, yeah, she's yeah. starting to get bigger. So it's kind of cool. It's a good casting choice, I think. Um, but we'll see how it is. What do you think about the not Disney not doing it? Uh, I'm kind of curious to see just how somebody else can pull it off. Because, you know, yeah. we always get the... The cheesy animated versions that are done by other companies at the same time that Disney's doing them. Right. But this is a live action version. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and we've already seen like Snow White and the Huntsman. And, right. And I'm wondering how they're going to pull this off live action. Well, they did Splash yeah. back in 1984. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of Little Mermaid, well, I guess I'm thinking of the Disney one, took place underwater. So, right. So, I mean, how do you, you know, how do you do that live action? I guess you just special effects. And- yeah. So we'll see how that is. Um, so we've been having this kind of ongoing segment of Ryan Reynolds <laughs> viral videos. You know, we've already seen him as uh, doing trick-or-treating. Did I see this one? And uh, this is, uh, he just did one recently where he did a, uh, it was an Instagram video of him uh, as Deadpool, unmasked. So it was him with his wrinkly with face. With the wrinkle face, right. And uh, him doing that, pretending to be Hugh Jackman. So weird. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah. So Ryan Reynolds is a bit of a weirdo. He's I love him, dude. I like I like his sense of humor. I like how super awkward he is when he does stuff like this, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fun. I had a I, I think it's cool. <laughs> it's such a terrible accent. It was a horrible accent. <laughs> But I, I also, it's nice to get a look at the Deadpool face because after reading all the comics too, you get, uh, it's, his face is just nasty. Yeah. It's gross. But anyway. All right. So, you know, we've also been kind of paying attention to what Screen Junkies Honest Trailers have been. And actually, you know, we'll get to what this Honest Trailer is in a second, but I just want to point out Screen Junkies is really expanding. They're doing something called Screen Junkies Plus, which is actually going to be a paid service. Really? But they're really expanding the number of shows they're doing, um, and they pulled off a major coup. They got um, Kevin Smith and Jay Muse are going to be all doing right. a show on their uh, on Screen Junkies Plus, and it's all about uh, unboxing toys. Oh, that's cool, dude. So, you know, a little shout out to Screen Junkies, because they do great content. and uh, Yeah, and congrats to you guys for getting like some awesome Z-grade celebrities to... 
to to be on your channel. Exactly, it's amazing. So I mean, they do movie fights, they do honest trailers, they you know they have so many great things. Um, but you know, recently they did a honest trailer for Terminator Genesis, <laughs> which was pretty darn funny. Yeah, was did you watch it? I didn't watch it yet, but it's okay. And then I, you know, I I, <laughs> I see where it's going, and I you know like like. I don't watch all the Honest Trailers. Uh, I didn't even see this movie. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing the movie before I see the Honest Trailer. But, you know, it is what it is. They did you see the movie? I have not. I've, okay. I have, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, bring up YouTube Screen Junkies because they just did another one. <sighs> all right. So pay attention to our uh, next episode <laughs> of The Usual Podcast because we will be including an Honest Trailer special edition uh, Star Wars. Oh, yes. Uh, talk in that one. So ch- we'll, uh, be sure to check that out. Um, so also it looks like Mike O'Hearn, which for the life of me, I'm drawing a blank on who he is, has been cast <laughs> in He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I know he was petitioning for this role, very much like how Ronda Rousey's petitioning for Captain Marvel. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think he was, uh, he's a fighter pull, of some sort. Here, oh my God. <laughs> he's a tiny, tiny man. Oh, uh, so he is, uh, <laughs> Not so tiny. Uh, so yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, world class bodybuilder. Uh, evidently, he was a four time Mister Universe, which is how uh, Arnold got his start. Um, so yeah. Oh, he was on he was on Sunny. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was on the one when uh, Matt got fat, which I love. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that guy's a monster. But yeah, so he should do well as He Man. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking out of a movie that didn't go oh, well. God. Um, wow. you know, it's so funny. Okay. Gem and the holograms. <laughs> My sister loved this cartoon. In the I 80s. even liked it when I was a kid. I yeah. watched this cartoon and, uh, you know, and you know, it was basically a, the, a rip off of, uh, Dazzler, the, uh, the Marvel character, but it, you know, really doesn't matter. And, right. you know, it was, a, it was a cool cartoon from the eighties and they decided to do a movie version of it. And I saw the trailer and it really didn't look like a follow Doom kind of storyline that the cartoon did, but it really, really did bad in theaters. Like, really bad. Yeah, they actually pulled it from theaters after two weeks. <laughs> oh, God. So... Every movie maker's worst nightmare. Yeah, so uh, I can pretty safely say it's probably the bomb of the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, except for, you know, Steve Jobs bombed, too. Uh, they, oh, really? Yeah, Steve Jobs wasn't pulled, but they dramatically cut their theater screens Weird. from like 3,000 to under 1,000 after week three. So, Did you see it? I didn't see I have it. not seen it huh. because it didn't come right, to our town. it didn't come to our town. Yeah, duh. Um, one in my last bit of news for this week that uh, I, I'm actually pretty excited about is Activision, um, who those of us who originally played on the Atari 2600 knows Activision very well. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're actually launching a film and TV properties, and they're going to be focusing on Call of Duty and Skylanders. Cool. I mean, look, Call of Duty makes zillions of dollars. Yeah. Every time they... I mean, they could do two a year and still make a zillion dollars. So, in, I mean, with that kind of fan base, if even half of the fan base for Call of Duty goes to movies, they can keep doing this forever. Yeah, the thing is, it could also be you know target to Hulu or Crackle or right. Netflix or something. I'm just waiting for them to do... Um, Little eight episode or ten episode runs of Assassin's Creed. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I'm. I really want Assassin's Creed to come to the screen in any way, shape, or form. I think it'd be cool, and and I feel like there is something in the works for Creed, Assassin's Creed right now. But it, well, it, what I love is that they're all tied together, but they're all 
much different in timelines. Timelines. And, so, I, and what I want, though, is it to be something like they could do on Netflix or something like mm-hmm. that. Because you could do, you know, a dozen, 13, eight episodes, whatever you want to do, certain timeline, and then jump to a different timeline. And I think it would be brilliant. Exactly. So that's all I have for news this, uh, this episode. But we cool. do have quite a number of trailers oh to God. talk about. So many trailers. So many trailers. Um, uh, first, let's talk about Zoolander. Um, <laughs> I saw the first Zoolander teaser about six months ago, I think. Yeah. When they first released it, they re-released it again. But then they just released their first official full-length trailer, which kind of gives the storyline. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I love the first one. The first one's classic. Yeah. Um, this one looks just as funny. Uh, it, it shows uh, Zoolander and... Uh, and his friend is being over the hill, old and LeMay. People are making fun of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it also has Benedict Cumberbatch as the up-and-coming model. Ugh. Penelope Cruz is in it. They've got uh, Kristen Wiig to be in it. Will Ferrell comes Will back. Will Ferrell's back. Yeah. As Mugatu. Oh, that's great. So uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. The trailer looks phenomenal. It's funny. Um, what do you think? No, I'm, I'm stoked, dude. I love the first one, like I said. And, uh, you know, with these guys... Uh, you know, they wouldn't bring it back if it wasn't going to be good because they really have to live up to the first one. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. it's such, so many people love that movie. If they came up with a really terrible sequel, I, I don't think that'd be a good idea. So I, I think they kind of waited. I think they're going to do it right. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it could, uh, I think it's kind of the same way that they did, uh, Anchorman 2. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. All right, so next we have Ride Along 2, another sequel. Um, I don't believe you've actually seen the first one. I did not. Um, you know, it's it's Kevin Hart and uh, an Ice Cube. And, you know, the, the first one was decent. Yeah. You know, it's funny, but it did really, really well at the box office, and that's why it's getting a sequel. Plus, oh, Kevin, Kevin Hart's got such a following. Yeah, he's exploding right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, lo- it looks pretty funny. You know, if you don't know the premise, it's basically, you know, he's always wanted to be a cop. Ice Cube's a cop. And Kevin Hart is marrying Ice Cube's little sister, oh, so yeah. So that was the premise of the first one. The second one, he actually is a cop now, so we'll see how it goes. And he's just so short. He is so short, you know. Yeah, and I'm short. Yeah, you know, it's always important to see people you identify with on yeah, screen. Exactly. It's like I could do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one I'm actually very excited about because I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. Um, but absolutely anything, it almost looks like it's kind of a rip off of Bruce Almighty. Uh huh. But it's. Like, alien-powered instead of God-powered. Um, but it looks really funny. Um, and it has... Uh, yeah, this oh, is when we watched uh, a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale's in it. Oh, this is going to be awesome. It's basically the guy who basically gets God powers. And yeah. they want to test to see what he's going to do with them. Yeah, because yeah. evidently there's this race of aliens that goes around to plants and says, okay, we're going to give one of the species a chance with ultimate power. And right. if they do good, then the planet survives. If not, then we destroy the planet, <laughs> which I think is a little extreme, but, but the most important <laughs> thing is that the aliens are voiced by oh, the Monty it? Python crew. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we got uh-huh. John Cleese, Eric Idle, oh, Michael Palin. So yeah, we're, we're excited for that. Um, and then my big fat Greek wedding too, which actually, when I brought this one up, you were like, seriously. And <laughs> you know, cause you still haven't seen the first one. I, I'm, you know, the wife really liked it. I, you know, she had it on once. I may have seen a couple of scenes, but I've never sat and said, I'm going to watch my, you know, Big Fat Greek Wedding. No. Cause, well, you're not a, you're not a, a, not a rom-com person. I'm, I'm actually, I love rom-coms. My favorite though is Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates is great. Um, 
It's like the best movie ever. <laughs> it is a really good movie. Um, this one, the first My Big Fat Greek Wedding is, is great. I mean, they showed a little scene, if you've seen the first one in the, in the trailer for the second one, they showed the part where she's walking away from the desk and she forgets she has the headphones on and she gets yanked back. And you started laughing out loud when that happened. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, but the second one, it takes place like 15 years later, just like, you know, it's filmed 15 years later. And it's their daughter who right. now is trying to deal with having a Greek family. And so it's really, it, it looks pretty, pretty heartwarming. And honestly, you know, the stage I'm, I'm at in my life now, I like movies more. I like a lot of movies like this now. You know, when you see, this goes back to the, it's not a movie, but TV show, like Girl Means World. Yes. Because, you know, as a teacher and as a, you know, a father, like when you see these dynamics between parents. You're starting to identify with different dynamics. Exactly. And so I think, uh. I think it'll be fun. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I know the wife will want to see it. So. Um, next, we have a couple of uh, action movies. Uh, the first one is The the Finest Hours. Which one was that? Um, this was the one that was uh, taking place in the 50s based on a true story about the Coast Guard. Oh, right. And a tanker going down and uh, a group of uh, sailors caught in the, in the hold. And so uh, the Coast Guard is trying to rescue him. And so, you know, I'm excited about this because actually I was one of the people that really liked uh, The uh, the Guardian, which was the movie with um, Ashton Kutcher and Kevin Costner about Coast Guard training. Oh, never seen Um, that. Really, actually very entertaining. Mm. I really liked that. I like action movies. Um, This one just looks really good. Um, Then the next one is an incredible cast in a movie called Triple Nine. Which is the police code for Officer Down. Oh, that's right. And yeah. so it's a group of criminals and corrupt cops who decide to use the code triple nine um, by actually shooting an officer to get everybody away from an area that they plan to pull off a heist. Right. Um, I like heist movies. I, I do like heist movies, but it's got a great cast. I think I saw Anthony Mackie in it, but Kate Winslet's in it. Yeah. And Kate Winslet is a chameleon in some things because you were like, that's not, that's it's Kate It's hard Winslet. to see her sometimes because she does, she, she switches into different roles and personas and I don't know, lifestyles. Right. So easily. Yeah. Know? And in this one, she's playing, it's almost sounds like Boston, a yeah. Boston criminal mastermind. And I'm like, <laughs> like that's all right. That's Titanic. Anyway, continue. Um, exactly. So um, now we're on to a, a oh. <laughs> we're on to an animated feature. Uh, Pixar is coming back with a sequel, which you know they've had a couple of hit or miss on the sequels with plane sequels and the car sequel. But right. we have been waiting for over a decade now for Finding Dory. Well, let me tell you, the car sequel was okay. Right. Uh, planes. The first one I wasn't into. The second one I didn't. Even, I don't even think I went to that one. I think the kids. If I win, I fell asleep. Right. And that's, for me, like, if I'm going to fall asleep in the movie theater, that's pretty bad. But the kids love Nemo. Mm-hmm. We love the ride. We love the, sh- we love the movie. And I don't know, there's something about Nemo. I think if they do it, if they if they waited this long, like I said before, and they're going to do it, it's, I think they're going to do it right. I think it's going to be good. They are. And, of course, they got Ellen DeGeneres back. She's going to be playing Dory. They got back. Um... Seems like the same premise, though. Like, you know. She's no. lost. And... Well, it, it's that Dory starts to get her memory back, and she's remembering that her family is somewhere. Oh, got it. Okay. And so, so it's more she's... more symbolic finding. Exactly. Dory, not like, literally. Okay. Right. Cool. So that looks good. Um, Experimenter looks really interesting. These are about... This is a movie with uh, Peter Sarsgaard, and he is playing... I'm drawing a blank on his name. Milgram. 
The oh. Milgram experiments, right? Leguizamo. Oh, this is the one about the... Uh... The shock treatment thing. Oh, okay. right, right, right. Okay. So, so the, he, he's playing Stanley Milgram, um, who had the famous Milgram experiments that were done in 1961, where he is testing people who are willing to give shock treatments to somebody who's giving false answers. Right. It turns out the person that they are shocking is not actually getting shock, and the people that are doing the shocking is are the people getting tested. Right. And it turns out that a lot of these people had behavioral and mental problems afterwards because of this experiment. Well, not only that, they'd have to have, and I think they highlight it in the in the trailer, but or maybe I read it somewhere. But the idea is that people are having relationship issues too, because if you come home and you had this and you part of this experiment, and your wife finds out mm-hmm. that you were shocking some guy willingly, yeah, like you might never come back from that. Exactly, because basically it's testing it's people's willingness to obey authority as long as it's given to them in a calm and rational manner. And right. that's, that's exactly how it is. And it's got a great supporting cast of Taron Manning and Winona Ryder, uh, Anton Yashin, um, Anthony Edwards, John Leguizamo. Just, and, I, and I think this really says something. Uh, these types of experiments really kind of question, like, it's easy to put yourself in these scenarios. You know what I mean? Like... What would I do? Would I do that? I well, it's, it's also like there's another uh, movie that, that came out this year about the, the Stanford experiments. Right. Which was a, a, a psychology class where uh, kids were separated into um, prisoners and... Yeah. And... Uh, um, jailers? Jailers. Right. And how just after a short amount of time, they took on those personas. Psychology is not really something that I've ever found, like, academically interesting. Same here. But the... The, the concepts that get taken out of them are, is phenomenal. Well, I mean, and I agree. And, and, and I think maybe that's why I have some memory of some of these things because I did take that psychology class at JC right. and I hated it, you know, and it's like, Oh, I got to read about this stupid experiment, but it is intriguing to see what people would do. Yeah. And, and I, and I like the idea of t- approaching it from like, what's the fallout from this experiment? How these people go back in their lives, you know? Exactly. Because for somebody who is not a psychologist, the best parts about these experiments are the social interactions and everything right and when you're reading about the experiments it's much drier than it actually is oh for sure and that's not anyone's you know fault or anything but then so when that's one thing i love about film is that it's a good way to get across these very valid and important concepts right in an entertaining way so i'm i'm actually looking forward to seeing this i believe it actually just got released last month Okay. Um, so it's actually in theaters now, but again, we're in a tiny yeah, town. Yeah, it's not going to come here. <laughs> so it's going to have to wait till it's available digitally for me to see it. Uh, the next one I'm very excited about is called Race, um, which is a, a double meaning of the title because it is actually about a race. It's the Jesse Owens uh, 100 and 200 meter dashes and long jump and, and uh, the relay that he did everything at the 1936 Olympics. Right. But it's dealing with the issues of race in... What I love about the trailer is it really delves into the concept of, um, yeah, it's he's got to go up and go and show up the Nazis, but the a lot of the African American audience or African American society didn't want him to go because he was being used as a tool. Right, right, and it's man, these movies are always very heavy, and they they close to home. You know, listening to my parents. Talk about when they were kids and, you know, dealing with racism growing up and, and that kind of thing. Like, it's, I could not imagine, I could not put myself in that position of like, all right, I need to represent the United States, but I'm a black man. It's 1930, whatever Six, you said. Yeah. And, you know, 
the Nazis hate me. Everybody hates me. And my own people don't want me to go because of that. I couldn't, I mean, the movie's going to be great. I think it's going to be good. Um, and then on a lighter note, kind of going back to a, a rom-com, but not really a rom-com. It's a movie called Christmas Eve. And it follows six groups of people uh, on Christmas Eve, ironically enough. And they're <laughs> trapped in elevators. Oh, this is going to be so good. And I'm looks it's got Patrick uh Stewart in Patrick it. Stewart. It's got a he but like the the because it's not your typical rom-com like say New Year's Eve or Valentine's right. Day or, you know, Love uh, Actually because right. the dynamics are different. It's like it one of the elevators is Patrick Stewart by himself. He's by himself. Right. And he's in one of the construction style elevators on a on a skyscraper in construction in, in the middle of construction. And so it's exposed to the elements. He's up high. Wow. Um and his only conversation is with the person on the phone who works for him. Right. Oh, that's going to be good. And there's that, but then there's also one of a uh human resources guy who had just fired somebody right and they're both in an elevator together <laughs> and then another one is of a musical uh i think it was a classical quartet or something and they're stuck in a freight elevator with somebody it's that's really good it's just it's not your typical oh rom-com they find love because they're in an elevator together right, right. because it's not those type of relationships so i'm actually looking forward to this me too uh, I'm going to let you take the lead on the next one because you love Alice. Oh, I love Alice. And, and through the looking glass, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had some reservations because I wasn't super stoked about the first, um, iteration of this. And this is, of course, the sequel through the looking glass. So you basically mean you didn't like the, I, I you didn't, didn't, you didn't like the Mad Hatter featuring Alice. Right. And so, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And like, as much as I love Depp, I, I, I love Alice in Wonderland. I like her journey and I've read the books and I, I like, it's not a Mad Hatter story. It's Alice's story, you know? And Through Looking Glass looks ridiculous. It does. I mean, and granted, this is another Hatter story because granted. basically Hatter's lost, but that is actually the story in Through Looking Glass, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's been it so long, long since I've read those books, but, yeah, same here. but uh, the, the, the effects look incredible. I mean, the scene where they she walks out the door and all of a sudden she's falling. And I'm 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 excited because I you know my wife and I we've watched the you know Disney animated Alice a thousand times. You know we we love that. Uh, you know we've read some of we've read the books. Uh, I actually I've, I've thought about reading them to the kids, but you know right. it's a little it's a little hit or miss. But I I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I I would I want it to be better than the first one was yeah. for me. It's know? one of your favorite rides at Disneyland. Oh. By far. By far. Um, next, we have the Warcraft trailer. I'm a, I'm a Caterpillar guy, by the way. You are a Caterpillar guy. I love the Caterpillar. My sister is actually, Alice in Wonderland is one of her favorite Disney movies, and she's a Cheshire Caterpillar. Yeah, the Caterpillar is my boy. It's like, you just keep asking the same question and, and puff it on your hook, dude. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so Warcraft we have, yes. Yeah, this one, I'm not too sure about this one. Because, first of all, I've, I, I've tried playing World of Warcraft once. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was before I played Swotor, so... I might go back to it now that I know the concept of an MMO. and You'd be able to do it now. It's very accessible. So I I might try it again. But, uh, you know, just on those days where you just don't feel like playing Sword War. Yeah. But this one, when I was watching the trailer, it almost looked like Lord of the Rings meets the Scorpion King. (laughs) That's a good assessment, dude. That's I mean, I I can see where you're seeing that. And it looks cool. I think the, the, the effects, I think, are cool. I think... Hopefully they have a, I, I think, you know, from the trailer, they're basically, obviously, obviously, uh, you know, focusing on the, the two factions fighting each other. 
it seems very much like what we've seen before, or if we've played MMOs, or we've played World of Warcraft in particular, you know, I think it'll be good. It's basically humans versus orcs. And it's going to be, a, and they're going to make a quadrillion dollars, <laughs> because there's, you know, 10 million people playing World of Warcraft. But that said, is this going to, I don't know if it's going to do what they hope it's going to do, and I don't know if it's going to continue. You know what I mean? Like, right. they might do this one. You know, depending on how it does the box office obviously dictates where they're going to go forward. I don't know, you know, what, what's, what's interesting as a quick side note, uh, you know, I listened to, um, Fat Man on Batman, which right. is now essentially, uh, utility belt. Yeah, you know, utility belt where they talk about, uh, pop culture. And one of the things that they were talking about this week, Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith, what they were talking about was everybody's trying to do a universe now. Everybody's trying to say, Okay, we're gonna have a uh, what's the newest one? They're gonna they're gonna do the next Transformer movies, you know, universe. They're gonna do a uh, what's the one? Uh, one in particular that's just coming out, and they're gonna do a bunch of movies about. Anyway, I I can't remember that one, but I don't know if they're gonna try to do a world World of Warcraft or a Warcraft universe, right? Basically, and do string long movies every year and that kind of thing, and they might. But I guess the concern is. Is how many, uh, you know, you have the Bourne universe. You have all these movies that just kind of right. keep continuing. So I don't know. I, I, I think they could, no matter what, continue because of the fan base of Warcraft, but at the same time, I'm, I'm hoping it's also good. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that's the bottom line with any new content. Yeah. We want it to be good. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess, what am I trying to say? Well, the, the important thing about a, a universe is that you can have missteps. Mm. Because not any one movie is so dependent on itself. Right. Right. So, like, even with the, the Avengers movies, I mean, Age of Ultron was not the strongest of the thing. No. But it had the incredible strength of uh, Winter Soldier. Right. Oh, to make movie. up for that. So, you know, it, it that's what the, the power of a universe can do. Exactly. Uh, same thing with, like, Bond. I mean, yeah. there have been 24 Bonds now, I think. Something like that, yeah. And, you know, not everyone has been great. But, but it's still, they're going to continue. So, right. I, I don't know. I think, I'm hoping this is the beginning of something cool. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter for the game, World of Warcraft. I think no matter what, that's just going to continue. I'm willing, me, personally, because I'm more of a fantasy mm-hmm. than a sci-fi guy. Right. Um, my love of Star Wars aside, I like that it's very fantastic. I, I'm I'm excited about it. That's why I like the Lord of the Rings movies, even though all of them were a little too long and a little, you know, we didn't need three Hobbit movies. But it is what it is. I love seeing that type of fantasy on screen. Right. I think that's what this is going to do, too. So Cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll still check it out. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's not in my wheelhouse. But, yeah. but we'll see how it goes. Um, Quentin Tarantino released another trailer for Hateful Eight. There actually wasn't yeah. a ton of new content in it, but we're mostly bringing this up because they also released a companion comic. And we're actually going to be getting to that on our next uh, yeah. issue, uh, our next one shot. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to that's fixing to be a two hour show. Like, yeah, we've honestly. got so much. We might have to split it in two because we've got I, I so think we much might, content. I think what we should do is do the Star Wars one and then do everything else, maybe because yeah. we're we're behind. You know, two two issues now of Star Wars, I believe. Yeah, new uh, crossover. Of Vader right, down. and then the Vader down. Oh god. Okay. Moving on. Uh, all right. We've got another sequel. <laughs> it's called London Has <laughs> Fallen. And this is a sequel to the uh, action movie Gerard Butler and uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart um, called Olympus Has Fallen. Right. Which actually got pretty bad reviews, but it still did well at the box office. Well I, never, as, I never saw the first one. It was entertaining. Mm. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's what it means. It's closer to 
Devlin and Emmerich than it is, you know, like, uh, not Independence Day, but more like their, or Stargate, but more like their 2012 Day After Tomorrow type of schlock, as opposed to Air Force One. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, But it made a ton of money at the box office. Of course, they're going to do a sequel. Jared Butler's star is still high. The preview looked cool. It's a great looking action movie. So, as long as you go into it expecting that, you're going to be entertained. Why not? Let's just go to this one. Yeah, so we're going to go on to, uh, <laughs> we've got a couple more action movies and a couple more comedies, and then uh, a Hulu exclusive. So, first we've got Daddy's Home, which is a Will Ferrell <laughs> movie with Mark Wahlberg, where it's a battling... Sorry. We just watched this a few minutes ago, and I'm laughing still. Continue, sorry. It's a, it's a battle of wills between a stepdad <laughs> who's a loving, supportive uh, character played by Will Ferrell, and the bad boy ex-husband dad exactly. who's played by Mark Wahlberg and the wife is Linda Cardellini who I'm in love with so <laughs> I'm gonna see this it looks pretty darn funny I love Wahlberg I one of my favorite roles from Mark Wahlberg and this is you know put aside it's his, a transformer yeah put aside that and the the village comment of what no right and all the that uh, what was that the happening the happening sorry not the village the happening but putting aside his terrible acting moments one of my favorite uh, uh, cameos he did, well, I guess his role, he was a major character, sort of, but uh, Date Night, that movie yes, with, uh, yes. where he plays, <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> plays Tina Fey's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and, and so, what's the, Stephen, uh, uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell is pleading with him over and over just to put a shirt on. Yeah. Just put a shirt on. He's just like... Oh, oh, you're going to go put a shirt on? And he just walks around without a shirt. And what I loved about this uh, uh, trailer was there's the moment where Will Ferrell tells him, just go put a shirt on. <laughs> so I love Wahlberg. Uh, he's a he's a funny actor. He does comedy better than, you know, what? No. You know. He is. I mean, but, the Ted movies are funny. So Exactly. So anyway, I'm excited for this one. Um, the, this other comedy we have coming up is, is a... Never thought I in the life in my lifetime I would actually say this is a buddy comedy with Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, the first trailer I saw, I saw a Green Man trailer for this. I'm like, all right, that looks kind of. I mean, the premise is kind of <laughs> funny, but you know, it's and is Green this Man. a sequel? No, no. Why does it say now you see me too? Oh no, I skipped a couple. So oh, this sorry. one's called Dirty Grandpa. Oh, sorry. Uh, and yeah, and so. Um, it's just, so we saw the, a Red Band trailer got released this week, which if you don't know what a Red Band trailer is, a Red Band trailer is basically an R-rated trailer. That's the way a trailer should be. And it was beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. I love De Niro, first of all, but uh, <laughs> the fact that it's just this guy, excuse me, this grandpa, takes his wholesome, what, uh, son-in-law with him? No, it's his, it's his grandson. It's his grandson. And okay. uh, he's a, uh, he's a, a a business lawyer. Okay. And he just takes him yeah. on a... And, and he's just about to get married to Julian Huff. But they're like going to like... What is it? Daytona uh, Beach. Daytona Beach. And they're going... And the, the grandpa's just trying to get laid. It's it's gonna it's like hangover meets like spring break. It's gonna yeah, be Yeah, and it's awesome. got Aubrey Plaza in it. Yeah. Who... Oh, is, I love her so much. She has some of the funniest lines in the trailers. And one of her lines in the trailer, it just flew out of my head. Um, and maybe it's probably not appropriate for our show, but... Her line makes me want to see the movie more than anything else because she's one of my top two favorite characters, three favorite characters in uh, Parks and Rec. Right. Like, I just absolutely love her. And 
she's gonna play. She just plays this role. It's gonna be great. Well, I can't wait. The the line. I think the line you're referencing is is they they pull up in a car while they're driving a, a little pink car. Yeah. Which uh, De Niro references as a labia. Yeah. And so they pull up and she's, you know, smoking a cigar, hanging out by their car. And somehow it references that De Niro's got a bigger three wood than his right. grandson. Something like that, yeah. And she goes, yeah, how about you uh, drive some balls into my vagina? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So it's going to be amazing. I, I can't wait for Dirty Grandpa. It's going to be funny. Yeah, it looks pretty funny. A um, couple of uh, uh, action movies. We'll, uh, we're going to touch on Gerard Butler again because he's got a movie coming out called Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Whoa. Which Crap, looks that looks crazy. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it's basically just a... What was it? You said that, yeah, that wanted, Kevin Smith just mentioned I that. wanted to bring this up because uh, Smith, as I was saying, I was listening to the latest utility belt, and he was making a joke. He said the trailer looks phenomenal. But one of the things that is hilarious is it takes place in Egypt. Right. And it's all this epic stuff's happening. Everybody's white. Yeah. And it's like Egypt in Egyptian times and everybody's white. It makes no sense. But, and he was kind of throwing out there, he's like, do, it's 2015. We can't get behind the fact that everybody in Egypt was black at, at the time of the Egyptians, but I guess not. So here we are. You know, okay, this is, I'm going to bring up two references here. Uh, the first one is, uh, um, when they made Notting Hill, right? Okay. And it was working title pictures, and Richard Curtis uh, uh, wrote uh, wrote it. Um, there was a radio announcer, uh, an African, well, not an African, an African British okay. radio announcer, who said uh, who had a famous line. He talked to Richard Curtis, and he goes, "I'd like to congratulate you on removing all the black people from London, <laughs> because if you watch Notting Hill, there's like." Nobody. Bit parts, but no speaking roles. Right. And so if you watch um, Love Actually, which is the movie that Richard Curtis actually went on to direct okay. years later, um, there's this DJ who's playing a, I mean, there's a, a an African an African Brit who's playing a DJ who's just <laughs> about to play a song called Puppy Love. And it looks so cheesy. And it's the same guy. He cast oh him my God. purposefully awesome. in it. So it's, there's that. Um, plus, if you remember the uh, about 20 years ago, John Travolta and Rene Russo and Danny DeVito did Get Shorty. Yeah. And he's talking to Rene, John Travolta's talking to Rene Russo, and he's like, uh, oh, they're playing Touch of Evil at a at a uh, theater near my hotel. We want to go watch Charlton Heston be a Mexican? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's 2015. Exactly. Why? I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. Dude that's in the movie, uh, who played Leonidas in 300. Gerard Butler. Phenomenal. I will watch him do anything. Because, uh, give a speech. I want him to give me a rousing speech in every movie he does. You know, uh, 300's one of my favorite movies. And I'm stoked about that part of it. But it's still like, well, he's not black. So there's that. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, so so that should be pretty good. Um, the, it, it looks really, it's one of those action movies that just looks entertaining. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, one of the movies I'm looking forward to most of the over the next year, I mean, I, you know, don't count Star Wars or the Marvel movies, whatever, but like... I am really looking forward to Now You See Me Too. I absolutely loved the first one. <laughs> and I never saw that. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the first one, I'm going to make you watch it. Okay. Um, it's a movie that revolves around magic and a heist and everything, but it's got a great cast. Um, it follows uh, four magicians who are kind of pulled in together, and they're played by um, uh, Dave Franco, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, and uh, the guy who played Zuckerberg in Social Network, oh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. 
So it's those four, and they're being pursued by a cop played by Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Okay, but it's also got Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman in it. It's a great cast, Anytime right? Morgan Freeman's in it. Exactly. So it's a great cast, and the movie is very, very entertaining. Well, the sequel, uh, it's all of them are back except for Isla Fisher because she's pregnant during filming. So they brought in um, Lizzie Kaplan, who uh, she was in the first Hot Tub Time Machine. She was oh, in a yeah, whole bunch like of other her. things. Yeah. So she's come. She's being brought in as as the fourth magician. Cool. So it's really cool. And I I, I can't remember who the interview was, but uh, they were they were talking about how. Uh, they wanted it to be called, instead of Now You See Me Too, they wanted it to be called Now To See Me. <laughs> and if they make a third one, it should be called Now You Three Me. Oh, that'd be good. I like that. But, so, it was. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so, I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Seriously, I've seen this movie probably four times. Really? And I still find it very entertaining. Oh, cool. I'll check it even out. Even though, you know, it's like, it's, it's really, it's exactly like a magic act. Because yeah. even though you know what's going to happen after the first time. Right. It's still entertaining to watch it happen. Totally. So it's really cool. Cool. And then the last one, actually, I just found out about yesterday. Um, I'm just constantly surprised about the stuff coming up on Hulu, which, by the way, the rest of the uh, Man in the High Castle should be uh, dropping. That's Amazon. Are you sure? Man in the High Castle is Amazon. Okay, so anyway, so Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, all these streaming services are starting to get great content. So uh, we're going to be catching up on Man in the High Castle, but... um, you know, I, I don't read a ton of Stephen... Yeah, it is Amazon. Yeah. We don't... Uh, I don't read a ton of Stephen King. Yeah. But he did a movie that... Uh, a book that I wanted to read for a long time called eleven twenty two sixty three, which if you don't know, that's the date that Kennedy was shot. Yeah. Um, which is actually... It's, today is eleven twenty two. Oh, awkward. So it is... Uh, it was uh, 52 years ago today that Kennedy was shot. Well, you know what's funny, man, is that... Uh, and I think I've said this on a previous show, I don't remember where, but... I, I used to read all of Stephen King stuff. Yes. And I, and I was pretty up to date. Uh, you know, had all the hardcovers in a box somewhere, lost those at some point. Uh, I had fallen off of the, after the, excuse me, after the last, uh, Dark Tower. Right. I, I haven't really read anything of his, uh, even Into the Dome, uh, you know, or Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do too. And I, I'm, I'm excited about this because I would like to go back, especially with our, Audible stuff. I right. like to go back and check this stuff out. So. Well, there's a there's a big rebirth in multimedia on Stephen King because they're doing a remake of The Stand. They've right. just been oh, doing the Under the, the Stand. It's gonna be great. Yeah, they've just been doing the Under the Dome series. Um, they're doing a uh, a film on the Gunslinger. Yeah. Uh, right now they've got a comic run uh, on the Drawing of the Three. Um, but this is coming out, and this is basically a guy who sent back in time to stop the Kennedy assassination. I haven't read him yet. I've acquired the Drawing of the Three. And I, oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to want to check it so, out. So I'm looking forward to this one. This is something that's coming up on Hulu, and it's going to be an eight-part series that's released on President's Day 2016, so Very that'll cool. be in February. Nice, man. Um, that's all I have for this week. Can you think of uh, any other trailers or movies you uh, are interested in? I, I, I really can't. Uh, I think we've covered a lot of things. I know we, we missed a week there, uh-huh. um, you know, and I like to do these more often. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm really excited about Jessica Jones. I'm yes. really excited about Man in the High Castle. Yes. I could not be more excited for some of the movies that are coming out. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm still catching up on a couple of shows. I, I've finished, you know, Black Mirror, as you, you know, as we've talked about previously, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, 
it's it, this is the week to do it, and oh. this is the time to do it. All right, so that's it. A uh, little teaser for next uh, episode. Uh, be sure to join us next time as we review The Hunger Games, yep. Creed, The Good Dinosaur, and we'll take a sneak peek at X-Men Apocalypse, Batman v Superman, and Civil War, the yep. Captain America movie, because these will be having trailers on, on Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, during Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're four weeks, man. We're four weeks away. That's going to be an event. Uh, we're... We're probably going to be doing a Star Wars cross event with all of our podcasts. Well, and let me just, uh, I'm going to put it on this because uh, I think if, if they're listening to this, you're a fan of, a, of of the usual. And I want to just put throw this out at our listeners, our hardcore listeners. Uh, our Star Wars coverage is going to be kind of special. Yes. I think, uh, for a couple of reasons. One... It is going to be my hetero life mate Will's uh, 40th birthday. Yes, it will be. Uh, we're going to be partying hard for a couple days. Uh, that's his birthday's on the 15th. Yep. We're going to go see the movie on the 17th. Uh, can't wait for that. We're going to have uh, some one of my buddies who we've talked about before is coming into town. Jeremy. And Jeremy, I've seen so many Star Wars movies with him. He's a fan. We're going to get as many people. We have at least a dozen people. Yeah, so we're all going to be going to see the movie, and then afterwards we're going to be coming back to the house and uh, sitting around a table and doing a nice little roundtable podcast. Yeah, and if any and and look, it's not going to be the best audio quality. There's going to be a lot of us, uh, but the idea behind it is we we all get to sit down right after we watch the movie and talk about it, and and we're going to do and the I I think what I, my idea is that the usual podcast after that is going to be discussing. Because uh, I think we're going to take my kids the yes, next day. The next um, day, yep. depending on how it goes, how dark it is, uh, we're going to take the kids the next day, and that'll be the 3D versus 2D and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so the roundtable one, I'm looking, re- I'm really excited about it because some people we've never got on mic and that uh, have never been on mic are going to be excited to be there. I think. Yeah, exactly. Plus, don't forget to follow uh, me on Twitter at I am Will Griggs because I will be. Uh, periscoping uh while we're in line waiting oh, yeah. for the movie so oh, gonna you're gonna be able to see some uh you know people waiting in line just like you are so exactly this will mean lightsaber battles hopefully if not we'll just bring our own lightsabers <laughs> absolutely right. um so that's it so be sure to check us out next time um thanks for tuning into the usuals real reviews we welcome all feedback so once again if you have comments or questions or want to read uh, the blogs discussed on the show you can find us at the usual email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and find us on facebook Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. Uh, you can also reach me at I am Will Griggs on Twitter, and Marshall can be found at Darth Pops. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so take the time to please give us a positive rating and like and share us on all the social medias. Uh, don't forget Audible 30-day trial. You can go to www.audibletrial.com slash the usual podcast. Get a uh, free month and a free book, and uh, check us out. Oh, uh, yeah, don't forget to go to our website and hit the donate button and go through Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash the usual podcast, and uh, give us a couple bucks here or there if you like what we're doing. Thanks again, and we will see you at the movies.